Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or are dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we are your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we are stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Hey, so it's a cold January night. You're sitting on the bank. You know, your buddy starts the boat motor. Keep in mind, it's nighttime. <laughs> what are we doing, Bill? Do you know? I don't There's know. I don't, I, I don't think I want to go. It's a campfire. Oh, I like campfires. <laughs> okay, you, you like campfires. Okay, well, so we're out there in the water in the boat. There's this we're big gigging. pole. We got we're, ice yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been there a few times. I was getting scared too. <laughs> One of my favorite things, I tell you, I I enjoy not just the act of gigging, but I enjoy the camaraderie and the experience and the lifestyle and sitting on the bank. And I like to cook them up. Well, I tell you what, you're not a true Ozarkian <laughs> until you've been gigging. I mean, hey, invite your girlfriend first date. Take her out on the river at night. Yep. So we got oh, some yeah. we got some major giggers here today. Who do we got with us here? Cody Lucas with Outdoor Vigilantes. And I'm Daryl Hyman with Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. I'm Bill Cooper. I'm Frank Cox, Smoker Builder Manufacturer. Oh, there's some gigging fools here. Lots of gigging history right here. And they tease me, you know, about being so old and everything. And these guys are using what kind of lights these days? LED lights, you know. We used to have the big metal halide lights, you know. You'd, you'd tear a light out of a big shop building or whatever, and you had to have a, a big old stadium light. Running, oh, yeah. Bill, tell us about the, the time you used to use lanterns gigging. Lanterns? My goodness, I started before lanterns. My old grandpa Cooper from Mississippi County, Missouri down in the bayou country you know uh, he used to make cypress boats and uh, boy i loved those things they were long and skinny great gigging boats we gigged in springtime and in backwaters you know gigging big carp and buffalo but hey we decided a bunch of boys got together and bad things happened sometimes when we got there <laughs> but we stole one of grandpa's boats and and we're trying to gig these carp and buffalo in muddy water at night and all you can gig out is a swirl you can't see the fish like you can here in the ozarks but we we didn't have any lights. We was too poor, so we took one of Grandpa's wooden boats, and up on the front platform, we built a little fire. See by. Long story short, we caught the boat on fire. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I did, when I went the first time, I, I remember me and my buddy down at Jerome. You know, I had a little. Uh, Oh, little fourteen foot narrow bottom boat. You know that's that's recipe for disaster all by itself. And we couldn't afford a boat motor, so we had a little back mounted dual trolling motor thing hanging on the back. You know, we didn't have no generator, so we had a whole bunch of car batteries in that thing. Sounds had, safe. About yeah. twenty four inch wide boat at the bottom, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Five hundred pounds of battery. You yeah. could you could not stand on the front. You know, well, we go down the river. You know, that's we're crazy. So we go down river first. You know? uh-huh. We ain't gonna go up river. It's flowing too fast. So we get down in there, and boy, the batteries died. Oh boy! You know, <laughs> so, no motor, no lights. And <laughs> there, done that. That was my first time going. Uh, did you go again? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. loved it. Yeah. Well, where'd you wind up? I mean, well, did you have a destination you were going to try to get to? Well, New, I don't New know, Orleans. I don't New know Orleans. What, I don't know what we were thinking. Well, pretty soon, uh, what was that guy's name? Brian. 
uh, I can't remember his last name now, but Brian come down there. He had a little six, uh, nine-horse Nissan motor. He come down, picked us up, and pulled us back to the ramp, I guess. <laughs> we went right out and bought us a cheap generator. <laughs> we understood what to do next. Hey, you know, that's kind of what most of us do with land, Daryl. You know, we start out with that cheap piece of land. That's all we can afford, and hopefully we'll grow into something big yeah, someday. Yeah, that's right. You know, you, you you know I, I guess we can tow you back somewhere to another parcel if that's what you need. <laughs> but, hey, gigging, man, I got to tell you, I was down on a little piney one time by myself about uh, 20 years ago and i was doing like a five-day trip in a canoe and i took off at 10 o'clock at night and oh, wow. and floated in the dark it was a full moon but i got to hearing a pretty good sized riffle so i thought it might be a good place to pull over you know so i pulled over flipped the canoe over crawl up under there and slept but about the third night out i'm on a nice gravel bar got a nice camp set up and at midnight i heard the awfulest racket i ever heard in my life man for midnight you know out on a dark river all by myself so i poked out my head out the tent and there's two teenage boys with about a 14 foot bow they'd hit a log <laughs> and flipped over right in front oh, of camp oh my gosh oh and, no oh they're flying around the water picking things up and you boys need some help and i said no nah, we got it we got it i said y'all y'all stuck any fit yeah but they all just swam out of the boat <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the thing you're doing this at night and uh you know you got big lights out there so you can see the bottom the good thing about missouri you know where we're at in the in the ozarks is we got gravel bottom rivers you know you got you got holes that are pretty deep but most of it you know you can see the bottom and it's easy to chase them fish you know, and, and, and so guys, so for, so for some of our listeners that maybe had never been gigging, what what kind of fish are are y'all gigging? So yellow horse suckers, hog mollies is my favorite one. You know, mm-hmm. they're the ugliest thing you ever saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's another one there? Red horse? Yeah, there's yellow and silver suckers, uh, red, red horse. horse. And, of course, even the common carp. Mm-hmm. I've seen some guys, oh, one night we were on the dry fork, all place, not real big. In fact, my boat was longer than the creek was wide. We had to jerk the <laughs> trailer out from under the boat, and the ice was an inch thick. I motored up. Oh, a couple hundred yards first time just to break the ice and come back. In fact, I got off the boat up there. That landowner had a huge bonfire built. I was already froze, so I went up there. And these guys come back, got back to the fire. They had a great big cooler already full mm. of silver and yellow suckers, but they had about a 15-pound carp, too. And they want to gig some more. They had literally pushed hundreds of fish up on mm-hmm. a show, and as boys— it's 10 degrees. <laughs> and we got to clean all these fish. Yeah. Let's, let's stop now, you know. So they, but the kid that gigged the big carp, he picked him up and he's going to toss him in the brush. No, 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 no. Oh, you gig no. it, you're going to clean it. That's so right. He wasn't very yes. happy, but oh, what a man about yeah, froze so, to death. So this is a big 14 foot pole that you're holding in your hands and you're standing on the bow of this boat and you got a rail in front of you that the lights is mounted on. Kind of helps you keep from falling keeps in. Not from always. Falling in, yeah. Right. And uh, there's a guy running the motor at the back of the boat. And you're taking on the end of that pole, there's a pretty good hand-sized, you know, three to four prong instrument on the end of that thing. And you're chasing along these fish and you got your gig, your gig is the spear and you're running this along the bottom until you come up right behind a sucker or whatever it is. And then you stab that thing. You and tried to stab You that try. Thing. And, and the thing is, is the <laughs> deflection of the, you know, when that, it, it's not going, you can't like aim really. You got to almost predict. Reflection is of the really water. what's happening yeah. because that pole looks bent as it's going along the bottom. And that's why I stuck, I stunk. I still do. So that's so, why the water level is low. He knock holes in the bottom of the river. <laughs> so many holes. Well, so what you do is you. This is my tactic. Okay. So so what I like to do is figure out who in here can get the fish because I 
I, you know, I enjoy it. I want to go at some point, but getting the fish isn't as good of a time as sitting around a campfire for me. Yeah. So everybody's got their zone. You know, that's why you were saying everybody wanted to go back out and kill more fish, you know? Yeah. And it's uh, fun what you get onto it. <laughs> well, I can tell you guys, this is a tradition. Gigging is a tradition Absolutely. That, that I want to bring back. I've noticed not yeah. near as many people are doing it. Like when I was a kid, when I was a kid growing up, <clears throat> It was it was just it was amazing because every weekend during gigging season, uh, my uncles uh, Gerald Harris is, is the main one. He he would take us all us boys down there, all his nephews, and it was a time when all of the little cousins got together and uh-huh. we got to play. And we actually knew our cousins, you know. We yeah. played, and we had fun, but there would be groups of twenty, thirty family members. The wives would go and sit around the fire because they don't have to cook. They'd go sit around the fire. The men would go out and gig, and my uncle he'd be he'd already bring potatoes and onions already sliced up. And he'd fry them, and then we'd go out and get to fish and bring them in and we clean the fish and fry them there and we had some elders that always went there the grandparents and they set a grate up over the fire mm-hmm. and would actually cook coffee in the old-timey pot oh, yeah. they'd make oh, coffee man. and it was a lifestyle and i looked forward to that every weekend we'd go to school and all i could think about during school was i couldn't wait till friday night because we was going gigging again you know right, and, right. and you couldn't beat the eats i mean oh, yeah. the vittles on the creek bank and there's nothing no better and my uncle i remember he, he brought us a treat one time, and, and he brought biscuits. He said, I'm going to make you boys homemade biscuits. Oh, my. And he took just regular can of biscuits, and he opened it up, and he poked a little hole in it, and he threw that old grease, and it'd swell up. And then he had, because we'd ask him, Uncle Gerald, what's this powdered sugar here? He'd say, you boys wait, I'll show you. <laughs> and while that grease was still on there, he'd want to eat it with a teaspoon. So, so we all wanted to fight over who shook that yeah. in that bag, because we'd get the first donut, you know, with the sugar right. on it. But those are memories that, that are priceless to me, and people are getting away from that lifestyle. And I want to get back into that lifestyle, oh, yeah. and I want to pre- I want to pass this on. I mean, people have no idea what they're missing yeah, it's out a, on. It's a tradition, for sure. Oh, it really is. And you know what? We talk about our kids all the time because we're so interested in our children and introduced them to the outdoors. And I guarantee you, a kid today that's sitting watching a TV or iPad. Video game. Video game will not be able to tell you from 30 30 years from now what he did on that day. But you take him on his first rabbit hunt or his first gigging trip, he'll tell his grandkids about it. Guaranteed. Sure. So what what is the best way, Frank, to do the suckers are you know to cook them yeah yeah what's the so best so first thing you gotta have if you're gonna go do this thing is an ironing board the old ironing board that I just bought one dude my like wife's this. like why do you want this i was you like get rid of the cloth you're I've not gonna iron one. with like this. what i got like a, a wooden like a wooden one kind. yes yeah. Folding. Yeah. Wooden, yeah i got a metal one that i use you know yeah. and uh the if you really want to be hardcore you'll get a slab of wood and just kind of screw it on there you mm-hmm. know but i don't even really worry about that so and then cleaning the suckers is very important. So you have to score them because they got little bones what does that, that mean? go the wrong way. Scoring them is so you got to full. You can fillet them yeah. or you can leave them. You know the whole fish. I've done that quite a bit too. Um, scale them and then you got to go like in, if you have a fillet or whatever, you're going to leave the skin on. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to take and and uh, after you scale them, you're going to take and make little eighth inch. Mm-hmm slots all the way down the length of that fish to the skin perpendicular to the spine sure and and what that does is it just cuts through those bones and the next secret is high high temp oil you got to have a a good hot oil okay and uh you know then what you do is you get them in there and cornmeal andes whatever you're going to use get some cajun in there Uh get it down in between the little slots Mm -hmm. that you cut and then you throw them in there with the taters and onions 
And the scoring, what the scoring does is it, it cuts those bones up into those small little eighth-inch pieces. And the reason he mentioned the hot grease is that hot grease nukes those bones. I mean, it just Absolutely. dissolves in bones yeah. that way. And then, then you can be like me. You can belly up there and just eat them by the handful, <laughs> man. You don't have to worry about no fish bones. Nothing you know? at all. You just, eat just, you just eat them up. But you know you're running with a guy that's been doing it forever when he wants to eat the, the fins. Yeah, and the tail. Oh, absolutely. Fins like and, I and the tail. The, yeah, I had a buddy love part. the tail. <laughs> they are good. Hey, what, do the, you think, what do you think Tom would do at Westover Farms if we put that 14-foot boat in the stream? Here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I know Tom has a shotgun because he's 12 months here close. You know? But one of the biggest problems you have with a gig, gigging party is everybody like them so much. You know, they get the elbowing and pushing in the, yep. in the line to get, to get the first fish out of that hot grease because you want to eat them while they're hot and you know people particularly ozark people they talk about it all the time you know we like sometimes we like to freeze things oh don't freeze a sucker man eat them yeah. out there on the riverbank because they're Absolutely. best then and that's yeah, just right. part of the atmosphere man now, frank can you smoke suckers i mean do guys do um, that i mean i've never heard of it i'm just wondering if you, i would if you have you you can do a thing what i would almost say to do is do like a par par smoke which is like like you do frog legs, you, we mm-hmm. call them smoke jumpers. So what you do is smoke you, jumpers. you smoke <laughs> jumpers. You, you smoke them for a awesome. little bit, but right. then you hit them in oil. You awesome. know, after that, and uh, you're not going to get that. That some of that smoke flavor is going to come out, but you can totally do that. Now, just setting them over a live fire and stuff like that, I just don't think you're going to get the bones knocked out real well. Like you need to. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, sure. Hey, because- but you know, one of the most important things I want to hit real quick is though. Right now, like last night was the last night of the meteor shower. That happens this time of year, and when you're out there on the bank, especially if you're in a pretty secluded place, especially if you own it, you can set up yeah. your camp out there, you know, and get your little rock fire pit going, and then you got the fire going and your friends, and then you got this that meteor shower happening, you get to see the... That's awesome. Oh, last oh, night, there, they had the Christmas a, star last night. Right, yep, right. Yep, occurred. Yep. And there's always falling stars, mm-hmm. but... Oh, yeah. But coming to Daryl Hyman, have you ever sold a property that's got river frontage where oh, you can go yeah. gigging? We have several of those. And you oh. just need to check it out at Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. LivingTheDreamLand.com. We have several properties with those Clearwater Creeks with the suckers and everything we're talking about. Wow. Hey, folks, I'm sorry, but i got to leave with Daryl right now. We're going to check out a property. That's right. we got all <laughs> kinds of good ones out there for sure. Hey, thanks for joining us again here on Living the Dream Outdoors. And if, hey, if you and figured out already these guys are full of shenanigans and and good times uh well just listen some more and don't forget live your dream land ownership is the american dream land is the basis of all life our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our american way of life at living the dream outdoor properties We value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm, we live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on the Living the Dream Outdoor podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, 
will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Messenger, Instagram, Spotify, TikTok, and Stitcher.